that because that's how God created you? And of course, his response to me was, wow, you don't do that just to irritate me? And so it was like this epiphany of, wow, this is how God created us. And I have to understand how he created you, but then you need to understand how he created me. And it was life-changing for our marriage. Now, I think the second best thing was the five love languages. And this just comes off of this communication thing. Because last night we talked about what women need and what men need and how we're different. And we express love differently. And I think the five love languages just takes that to a next level. It takes it just a little bit deeper. And the book, The Five Love Languages, it's been rewritten many, many times, but it was first written in the 1990s, and how many of you have read the book? Okay, a handful of you. The rest of you, this is like, you know, acquired reading, okay, just like the Bible is, you know, Because I think once you realize it, and even if you've read it before, this is not something that all of a sudden you read it once and you've mastered it. Okay, there are things in our life that we have to challenge ourselves in constantly. So we don't become an expert just overnight. These are things that we have to continually work on. And so this is just a friendly reminder to you that you need to practice these love languages. And you need to practice them on your spouse regularly. Now, if you're not familiar with the book, it basically just draws off of the premise that each one of us Deep inside of us, we have a love bank, okay? And it's based on how we individually receive love. That's how our love bank is filled. And when regular deposits are not made into our love bank, But then we keep drawing out love to give to somebody else. Eventually, our love bank is going to be empty. It's going to be withdrawn. And it's going to be bankrupt. Does that make sense? So, the key is to continually deposit into your spouse's love bank the way they receive love, okay? So that their love bank is not empty and there's nothing for them to give back to you. Now, the major problem with the love bank is the way we receive love is not always the way our spouse gives love. 
because we're human, we tend to give love the way we want to receive love. And your spouse may not receive love that way. Okay? It's part of communication. Let me give you an example. My daughter's love language is gifts. And when we would go on a mission trip, when she was young, we would go on a mission trip, and we'd bring her back something, and she was thrilled about it because it filled her love bank. But our son's love language is not gifts. And so when we would give him something, the general response was, oh, thanks. She's thrilled, and he's barely thank. Does that make sense? Now, think back to your spouse. Have you ever gotten a thrilled response? A thrilled reaction from something you've done? Or do you get the, oh, thanks? Red flags, green flags. See, it all makes the circle in communication. Now, the book tells us, this is a quote, if you've expressed love in a way that your spouse doesn't understand, he or she won't realize that you've expressed love at all. The problem is you're speaking two different languages. Remember last night we talked about male-female differences? Love languages have differences. The book also goes on to say we need to learn to speak and understand the unique languages of love and effectively express your love as well as feel that love in return. So the five love languages, it is going to help you to convey with clarity. Now remember, communication is all about being clarifying in it. It's going to help you convey with clarity your spouse's love language. It's just communication, but in a different way. So, Jordan, have you passed out the men's? Okay, so everybody has a man and a woman. It should say, for her or for him. Do you see that on your paper? Okay, be sure you have the right one. It makes a difference. Okay, so we're going to take the test together, okay? And you may think that you already know your love languages, but I'm going to ask you to take it again. Because can I just tell you, COVID has changed some of our love. And can I just, my primary love language is quality time. And can I just tell you, the past two years, I've had plenty of quality time. I think my love language may have changed. Maybe not, but maybe it has. You know, a lot of things change in our life. COVID has changed things. Uh, Life changes things. Whether you have children now 
and you took it before children or you're empty nesters now and you took it before you were in an empty nester, your love languages can change depending on where you are in life. So does everybody have a pen or a pencil that you can take the test? We're going to give you a few minutes, like maybe 10 minutes. Don't ask each other these questions. This is you individually, okay? And then the last page, you're going to be able to score and know exactly what your primary love language is and what your secondary love language is, okay? On your mark, get set, go. So I have a couple of handouts that I'm going to pass around and... Um, I think there's enough for every person to have one. If, if we run short, then just uh, let us know and we can make some extra copies. So we'll start. There's two different ones. Uh, the one that he's passing out is kind of a cheat sheet on the five love languages. And then this one is about our attitude. And... Um, Again, the cheat sheet is great, but I really, really recommend the book. It's not costly at all, and uh, I, it's an easy read. Uh, it, interestingly, uh, I read it, and I wasn't sure that my husband would read it, like, all the way through, and it doesn't have, like, one of those cute little cheat sheets that guys like for in men only, and you can laminate that if you'd like, help yourself. <laughs> so what we did was we were on a road trip, and I pulled the book out, and he's driving, so I have a captive audience, and I just start reading the book out loud, and it was wonderful. It really, really was. You know, we both learned a lot about each other and, uh, you know, our kids uh, because there's love languages for children as well. And um, it was just, it was just defining. It was a defining moment, I think, for us. Again, it's an easy read. Uh, at the end of each chapter of the five love languages, it gives you examples, uh, very specifics about how you can speak into those particular love languages. So there's really no excuse uh, for you to say, you know, I don't know what to do with this love language because it's not mine. Now, I have had people that have said, well, I can't do that, even though that's his love language, because that just doesn't come naturally to me. You know what? To us. We all have a sin nature, and sin nature comes naturally to us. But in Christ, we can do the God nature. We have to choose to do that. And you may feel like, you know, well, this isn't my love language. And, of course, like I just said before, we give love the way we want to receive love. But that is not 
My husband's love language, his it is not quality time. Okay, so for me to give him quality time does not speak love to him. But his love language is not quality time, but he has to give that to me. And so we just learned how to, it, it's not like you're trying to be fake. You know, I've, I've heard people say, well, that's just hypocritical. No, it's not. You need to speak into their love bank the way they receive love. But then they need to do the same back to you. And it may be different. But the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. Exactly. And, and it's that communication. What am I going to communicate to you that's going to really show you that I love you? And honestly and truly, if it's not part of your love language, and you are giving them something that speaks love to them, what a sacrifice that is on both of your parts. It really, really is. And so you need to challenge your excuses about why you can't speak love into your spouse. You know, I spoke to a lady one day, and... Um, we were talking about her husband's love language and his love language, his primary love language is words of affirmation. And so I asked her, I said, what, you know, are you speaking words of affirmation to him? And she said, well, I don't really know how to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. The book tells you how to do it. It gives you specifics on what you can say that will affirm him. And so she wasn't willing to do it. His love bank is dry and needs to be refilled over and over and over. Because it's going to be a disaster for their marriage. The other thing that's wonderful about this book, it has great um, things at the end of each chapter, like I said, but it also gets into loving the unlovely. You know, you may just think, you know what, it is so hard to love my spouse. You know, and maybe, maybe it does have to do with some of the communication things that my husband was talking about earlier or, you know, some, some addiction that they may have or whatever, but it helps you to know how to do that. And honestly, if you read the book, even if, if you're married to somebody who won't take the test, you can generally figure out what their love language is just by reading the book. I knew immediately what my husband's love language was and his secondary love language just by reading the book. He never took the test. So take the challenge as a couple. Begin to fill each other's love bank 
And trust me, you will not be sorry that you did it. Do you believe me? Okay, take the challenge. So Elizabeth was right. She knows me better than I know me. <laughs> and thank you yeah. for admitting I was like, uh-huh-huh. <laughs> but uh, we also agreed that our love language has changed a little bit, having children. And so your priorities change, which means we need to keep doing laundry. That was a practical acts of service. Anyway, we're going to take a little break again. Five minutes, I'm running a tight ship. So get up, bathroom, just stretch out a little bit, and then we're, we're going to finish it out with the last leg of the relay. Pastor Mike Ware. And then we're doing lunch. So great morning. I'm learning a lot. My, my side is sore from all the elbows, but we're hanging in there. <laughs> So we had some papers that went around, so I, apparently that side did not get attitude, so did everybody get attitude now? And then this is the loving well. Who did not get the loving well? You didn't get both. Okay. Now, on the loving well one, you, there's a challenge on the back of it. Don't forget to look at the challenge. Like I said, it's kind of a cheat sheet. But it does not replace the book. So, um, and then the challenge on the back is, um, and I really like the last sentence. When we feel loved, then we can love well. And it's so true. So, you know, um, Daniel and I were talking when I was making these copies about how your love languages can be... Uh, something that you grew up with, you know, so maybe it's just something that has continued in your family the whole time, and so now your spouse has to come in and try to be a part of that and figure that out well, or it could be something that you craved that you did not have when you were growing up. And so that's why it's so important to you because you crave it so much. And that may be just another way that is, you know, maybe not natural to your spouse and a challenge to them. So we can go either way as to why you have those love languages. You know what? I mean, ultimately, it's just something that God does. And we don't have to be um, apologetic for our love languages. You know, like I said, my daughter's love language is gifts. And she's like, that just seems so carnal. She said, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. You know, and I'm like, you don't have to apologize for that. You know, that's just the way God made you. And it's not like she needs extravagant things. You know, I remember one time I just bought her a pair of socks. I mean, she's an adult, and I bought her a pair of socks because I know her love language is gifts, and she was thrilled, you know, and so, like I said, whatever your love language is, you don't have to apologize for it, but your spouse does need to know how to fill up your love bank, and you need to know how to fill up theirs.